Welcome to Just Add Butter. I'm Brian. And I'm Steven. We discuss keto, weight loss, and everything that drives us crazy about them both. So sit back, grab your favorite keto snack, and just add butter. Happy Independence Day, Stephen. Now, people are going to be listening to this. They're going to be listening to it on July 6th. Yeah, well, I mean, like you, you, like the listener, you, the listener, have not been teleported back a few days. This isn't like a Groundhog Day situation. Yeah, I mean, it's, it could be know, a Groundhog Day. I mean, you never know. If if they're in you that particular know. situation, uh, you know, I'm here to help. Brian's here to help. That's between you and Bill Murray. So yeah. leave me out of it. So I can't, I can't get in between that. He's the only one that can get you out of there. A little, a little peek behind the uh, podcast curtain. We, we record early. It's not live. No, we're not actually having the conversation when when it appears that we are when you listen to it. Usually when you're listening to it, we're both going poop at the same time. So mostly we're FaceTiming each other. Mm-hmm. We FaceTime each other while we talk about our poop. So people call it codependency. But so, <laughs> I call it, you know, best friendship. Okay. It is. You know that it is what it is, you know. Like we we actually listen to Hootie and Hootie and the Blowfishes hold my hand while we uh while we sit there and talk I've never to listen each to other, that so. band today. Have in you my never life. are you <laughs> no, serious? No, why would I? Because it's Hootie and the Blowfish, bro. It's, so yeah. Darius Rutker. You know, before he went and come, who is back, Hootie? There's not a Hootie. It's just the name. Of the why does he have blowfish? Because they're from Florida. So, solve that mystery. Okay, solve it. So that's what you got to determine. Nobody well, is talking about other America. violently American things. <laughs> violently. <laughs> uh, you know, Fourth of July, when George Washington fought and won by himself yeah so, it was him yeah it's just him by himself he put this country on his back that's all he did he was like tom brady in a super bowl he just he just won Wait, which super bowl everyone i mean other than the three <laughs> that he lost but i mean the other ones that he won he, yeah. brought, he put on his back and he just carried it he did it so it was all him and then he retired before he could lose one so there's that so uh, did he retire he some, no not tom brady george washington retired before he lost so oh. there's that Okay. Uh, to to give everybody a glimpse of what's going on here, uh, because we I'm, don't know, I am an American. I'm a red blooded American. I got my American tank top on. It's an American flag. I got my my stars and stripes headband on. And Stephen's over here wearing black. It's actually red. He's in a very dark dark room. He is not celebrating his independence. And so that's why we're gonna have a discussion today of celebrating your independence. You know, everyone celebrates differently, man. And you gotta you gotta acknowledge that. It's okay. No, everybody yeah. should celebrate as I do, and in your face, and still very respectful. You know, I'm not gonna be like, "Hey, if you don't love America, you? get out." I'm How just gonna you? say you should celebrate. How are you like respectful me. and in someone's face? That, that those are that's what I'm saying. I'm opposite. not in their face. I'm out of their face. I'm like, "Hey, celebrate America, bro." You know, and if it's a lady, celebrate America, bruh. That's what you got to do. That's what we're doing right now today. Celebrate well, I mean, America. that's not what this episode's about. This no, episode is about. Freedom from the weight that used to shackle us down. Yeah. Freedom from the relationship with food that we had. It's it's a tale of liberation. It truly is. The American story can can move into your own personal healthy lifestyle weight loss story. And that's what we're going to discuss today is your own personal journey. What what when and what made you declare your independence from your old un, your old selfish eating habits? You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, I mean, I know we've done like our weight loss stories. That was like the first episode we ever did. I want to go a level deeper, right? What these things mean, why we continue on it. Uh, I was reading this article a few few days ago that was talking about, you know, weight loss can have some negative side effects to it, right? In terms of like that mental game, right? Like you, you and I know that I did. I, I lived my life by the scale as soon as I lost like 20 pounds, I was so tied to this number. I weighed myself every day. And yeah. that was damaging, man. That was I mean, yeah, you 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 create a different dependence mm-hmm. during your weight loss journey. And so there's sure. there's different levels that we've all gone through. And we all go through different levels at different times. Somebody will go through a level of the dependence on the scale. Some of them won't get on a scale for like six months. Right. And then they create that dependence. Someone will depend on a certain type of food that they're eating while they're doing this. Someone will depend on a certain type of exercise that they're doing. All you're doing, or like a attention too, right? Like, yeah. If, you, if especially during the the lockdowns, you didn't see people for a long time, 
you're able to lose 30, 40 pounds. That's hugely noticeable. 10 pounds, five pounds is noticeable. And now when you meet up with people again, they're like, oh my gosh, you look so good. Like, who are you? Me, that so. just lit up the side of my brain. Just like, oh yeah, this is great. I love this. This is. Well, that provides the endorphins. And so you, 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 cre- yeah. you, you kind of attach yourself onto what makes you feel, feel good in sure. the moment. Mm-hmm. And that's what this kind of thing is, is going from how you attached yourself to the way you ate because yep. the way you ate back in the day made you feel good temporarily. Temporarily, you felt like, oh, I'm, you know, this $6 meal from Taco Bell that just filled me up for 4,000 calories and like 400 net carbs. I mean, I feel Baja great. Baja Blast, bro. Baja Blast. That was Baja it. Blast with it, too. You know, get that Mountain Dew Baja Blast. And then when you when you you're looking at yourself like an hour, two hours later, maybe yep. even 30 minutes later, you're like, oh, I'm ashamed of myself. And so you 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 have this type of thing. And so you're as as human beings, we're we attach ourselves to something that makes us feel good mm-hmm. uh, in moments, and sometimes within you know multiple moments. And so we have to be uh, very cognizant of how we approach our dependence and our independence from what we're doing to ourselves. So that's kind of, in a nutshell, what this episode we're going to dive into. And so it's it's pretty cool to think about because, like you said. You were dependent on the scale. Twenty pounds down, you were you dependent on that scale. Yeah. How did you get away from the scale? I think I started to realize that weighing every day, and especially that early on in the weight loss journey, I did see a drop every day. It'd be half pound, a pound. Like I, I lost consistently every single day. Yeah. And that's so addicting. That's just so great, right? you get to a certain point, especially as you start to lose weight, you're like your metabolic needs change. And then you don't lose. You stay, you stay still or you put on weight, right? Uh, realistically, you and I've talked about this. You can fluctuate during the day, like yeah. five to 10 pounds. And when you do that and you weigh yourself at the beginning and end of the day, you're like, Oh my gosh, I am, I'm an asshole. I put on five pounds today. Like, no, you just, had a salty meal and drink a lot of water. Like, good on you, bud. Yeah. <laughs> Go to sleep, wake yeah. up, it'll be gone. Exactly. So. Um, but doing that, I, I noticed if it, if it wasn't, if I didn't lose what I wanted to lose, right? Uh, if I didn't lose a pound from one day to the next, I was kind of down on myself. And it made it harder for me to stay positive about the weight loss experience. It made it harder for me to like want to stay in ketosis mm-hmm. on this journey. Uh, and so I, I told myself, all right, no longer on a day-to-day basis. That that's just it's not healthy. It's not great. So I did a weekly basis for a while. Uh, if you look back on on my page, it was like a, a weigh-in Wednesday thing I did with uh one of my friends. I got away from that too. It's just I, I I'm now at a point where I don't really care what the scale says, especially now that I'm in the gym. You know, getting that yeah. throat. You gotta get that throat. <laughs> gains i mean muscle weighs more than fat bro and, and and brian just so we can start your your tally early this episode where, where do you work out i work at the shred shed oh so good good okay yeah i, I actually just... own the shred shed so. yeah oh nice yeah it's a Little beautiful rider. it's a beautiful shred shed so yeah i'm in there four to five days a week nice and if i'm not the, the owner judges me and so <laughs> i have to deal with that guy and he's an asshole completely but i mean you know there's uh steering us back on on, on topic here there's there's parallels from that weight loss and being on the scale tying my success and my what's the word my overall like mental health tied mm-hmm. to a number that's how it was with food right i just i traded one for yeah. another when i started losing weight and when i was eating selfishly like we like to say and i i know i touched on this on a very recent episode but i'd eat ice cream every night because that made me feel good for five minutes. Good flavors, sugar, yep. endorphins. Yeah, it was fantastic. Same thing. Like I, I, I we ate something I like, like a very carb filled pasta dish. I'd have like one or two servings because it just, it. I might've been full. I might not have needed the food, but I just, I, it felt good to eat that. Yeah. And so I was, I was, making myself feel happy on a very, very, very short-term basis. Same thing with the, the scale. I made myself feel happy when I saw a weight loss. And when I didn't, I struggled hard. Yeah. Well, we've discussed mine uh, kind of in unison as yours because um, before I did keto, 
mm-hmm. did all those like you know diet programs and different yeah. like pills and all this other stuff uh shake stuff uh and i would have a number in mind that i wanted to hit yeah and once i reached that number that was my finish line so i could go back and reward myself like i used to because yeah i got to the point where i was like so excited about hitting that number i hit a 75 pound loss or an 80 pound loss oh that's so sure. great awesome let me enjoy myself again and so mm-hmm. i replaced the feeling of losing weight with the feeling of eating again like hey i deprived myself from what i enjoyed which is this you yeah. know, carb-filled sugar-filled food and now i'm just going to indulge myself and just you know gorge myself with all this stuff and so mm-hmm. uh the one thing that i that i always go back to um is kind of that aha moment after i got into instagram and i've discussed a little bit here uh, when I got into the Instagram side for the keto side is that, um, you know, I didn't even think about an eating disorder. And so my eating disorder was binge eating. Like, you know, I yeah. binged for hours upon hours, but like it was, a, but my binge eating was a reward system for me eating healthy, quote unquote, healthy throughout the day or starving myself. So I could enjoy this, you know, 4,000 calorie yeah. meal. You know what I mean? So it was kind of like, yep. Uh, and I think a lot of us can relate all the listeners to is some of y'all can relate. A lot of you can relate to that and relate to Stevens is that you kind of attach yourself to something. And so when I'd reached that finish line, when I, you know, I, I wanted to like mm-hmm. benefit myself and reward myself, I went back to my previous habits because I never really worked and I never claimed my independence from everything else that caused me to eat the way that I ate as a selfish person. Right. And so for me, this, the, the moment that I realized that I was like a binge eater, and then I had this, this, this thought process. It kind of, I kind of reflected on everything differently than I had in the past because to me, I was like, I never actually dealt with that part of my body. I never dealt with that part of my mentality, my mental health, mm-hmm. because of the fact that um, I never thought it was there. Like, you know, you, you think of eating disorders as, you know, bulimic or anorexic, and th- right. that's the two main ones. And so that's what you think of. You don't think of like a binge eater. You don't think of an overweight person being you know, having an eating disorder. They're just, you know, lazing the eat all day. That's, you know, that was the mentality. Well, yeah, it's easy. Yeah, it's easy to look at yeah. externally at a situation yeah. like that. Like, oh, you got that big because you don't like you don't care like, for oh, yourself. Like, well, You're lazy and you don't yeah. do anything. You don't work. And that that's the outside mentality. And so absolutely once I dealt with that portion of who I was, I, I started to cl- like claim my dependence and my independence from things that I didn't know I that had control over me. Mm-hmm. And so once you find that and as our listeners once you find that aha moment, like it's, you start to reflect and you start to see things in a different way. And it's yeah. not like a Tony Robbins, like, Oh my God, if you quote this thing 405 times, you're going <laughs> to, it's You're going to mentally just, you know, go through and you're going to, you know, you're, you're not going to worry about this. You're not going to touch a chip ever get ever again in your life. No, it has nothing to do with that. Like Mm-mm. it has everything to do with how you respect yourself and how you respect what you put in your body. And that's in essence of what we're trying to like, it's a, it's very difficult to think about because it is a deep dive in just the mentalities of people and human beings, including ourselves. I mean, personally, I can see looking back how my unhealthy relationship, like you said, starve yourself all day and then eat like a complete asshole. Once you kind of finish your day, like, oh, I didn't eat it all today. So I can have four or 5,000 calories in one meal type of thing, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, I've told, I said this before, but I used to be like a merchandiser with Coca-Cola. I had 13 hours worth of work to do in a day. I didn't want to stop to eat. So I would have water, energy drinks, terrible stuff, <laughs> like, like a full sugar, like 120 water, grams of sugar. The energy drinks and everything else. Yeah, no, I'd put sugar in the water too. Actually, this guy, this guy I know, he wouldn't drink water. And, and this dude, uh, I forget his name now, but he was mostly like medical brace like there's not a lot of old older guys in in merchandising it's a very just like young person's job mm-hmm. yeah uh because it's heavy you gotta lift cases of, of soda all day and, and move quick this dude wore two back braces uh he wore like the compressive like socks the, the compression socks yeah, compression socks probably knee braces and stuff like yeah that. and he he always had water that looked dingy. And I'm like, dude, what's in your water? He's like, oh, I can't drink water unless I put a lot of caffeine into it. (laughs) All right, dude. But I mean, I was doing the same thing. I was just, I would drink, you know, a bunch of water and then have like three or four monsters during the day and have like a cliff bar and think, oh, I'm healthy. This is, this Mm -hmm. is peak performance (laughs) type of thing. Right. Yeah. And then I'd get off and 
you know, usually I'd be off at like three, four in the afternoon. Cool. Stop and get McDonald's and then have dinner two hours later. And that was justified in my head because I had worked so hard during the day. Yeah. And at the time, like I, I was moving a lot. I actually was in good shape at the time, but it was setting up unhealthy behaviors because I had a lot of uh, physical activity during the day. When that physical activity started to decrease, that's those uh, unhealthy eating behaviors were still there. Cause I'm like, Oh, yeah. I had a long day at work, even though I wasn't physically active and I can see it. That's how the weight started like to tack on. You can look at, yeah. Uh, if there's like a, a graph, you'd see like an intersection at the point where my physical activity drops and my weight starts to pick up and it, it's just, they're, they're, they're like exactly opposites of each other. Yeah. It's like bone thugs and heart me, man. It's crossroads. You don't belong there. You know, you hit a crossroads and you went that way. Yeah. Where there wasn't a lot of physical activity where it was the same eating habits, mm-hmm. but you didn't have the balance of having a you know caloric deficit. And so it just, your weight started to tick up and, yeah. you know, you, you, until, and so this is the one thing. And so when they talk about weight loss, you know, it takes you like 10 to 15 pounds to see your sure. weight loss, to start seeing that there's changes to your body. Uh, to people that are around you all the time, it takes about 25, to 30 pounds for them to start recognizing how much you've lost. Mm-hmm. And to the outside world, you know, people that you don't see very often, it takes around 40 to 50 pounds before they do that. And so sure. if you're not paying attention to yourself and you're not seeing you know, your, your different activities and you're throwing off, everything's differently. Mm-hmm. You don't see that weight loss, that weight gain until you're 50 pounds into it. You have no, like, you're like, oh, how do I lose? How did I gain 50 pounds? Because right. I remember when I went from uh, retail sales, when I was 18, 19 years old into banking, you know, I went from a job that, you know, I unload boxes, I, you know, I organized shelves. I did all this work, you know, all day long. I worked, you know, yeah. you know, anywhere from eight to 12 hours a day in retail, selling, stocking, all this other crap. And once I got into banking, you know, you know, I was sitting down the whole time and I was just, you know, lazy and we had snacks everywhere. Mm-hmm. You had a cafeteria that we got to eat at that had chips and cereal. So you could actually go in there and have something on your break. Yeah, man. Like within... I remember when I first started in big, I weighed like 240. And then the first year that I had like my physical test, you know, when I was like, oh, I can go to the doctor and all this stuff, <laughs> right. gained 60 pounds. Yeah. And like, I was like, to me, like, I was like, oh, I went from an XL to a 2XL. Oh, I'm getting bigger. I'm going to the gym. I wasn't going to the gym. I was lying it's to myself. So easy like, yeah, it's so easy. You know, I was like, I was going to the, the treadmill and walking for like 30 minutes and then leaving. Like literally... <laughs> Like, and that wasn't going to provide me a you know, caloric deficit unless I was walking like Frank would walk and, you know, 50 miles. I wasn't doing that. Maybe getting two or three miles in there. And that's yeah. it. That's all I was walking. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, my, my, and at that point, it, and I didn't change my habits. I kept going. And then yep. I, I met my wife who was a chef and that then, you know, I ate more. I wanted to try different foods. I wanted to try all this other stuff and I would eat, you know, to me, how I was raised and you might've been raised the same exactly. I don't know if we've ever discussed this is that if you only got one helping of something, it mm-hmm. was a disrespect to the, the cook. So you only ate one helping. And so if you ate two helpings, then they're like, Oh, okay. They actually really like this dish. I'm going to make it again. Yeah. And so I always had that mentality is that if I only have one helping and it's an amazing dish, even if I'm full, just like you said earlier, you're full, you kept eating two or three more helpings. Yeah. If I, if I only eat one, they're going to make this again. So I'm going to eat two or three to make sure that they are aware that I like this dish or that if something I made, that I'm aware that, Hey, this is amazing. And I want people to understand that it was a really freaking good dish. They should eat two or three helpings as well. Right. And so that's like, that's where my mentality came from. And so that's, that, that was ingrained at me, like from early ages, from both my mom's side and my dad's side, mm-hmm. you know, if they made something one or two platefuls, if you got, you know, you got seconds and you got thirds, all you're doing was complimenting the cook. That's all you were doing. Yeah. And then that changed into as a grown hum- human being, the same mentality. And so I remember racing my brother to the kitchen to get seconds or thirds so we could get like the most amount of food. You know, his metabolism hadn't changed for a long time. Yeah. It took him until he was like 36 to actually start gaining weight. And I was like 20 and I was like, I have no more meta- metabolism. So, <laughs> you know, it was like... So mine honestly was a little on the other end. Uh, I was a very picky eater. And so I was told you have to finish what's on your plate. And if you don't, you're going to just sit there until you do. Or... Yeah. You can eat a bunch of cold hot dogs, like not cooked, just straight out of the package. Here's a cold hot dog. That's what your dinner is. No kid wants that. And so, you Unless just Vienna I, sausages, bro. If they're tiny little Vienna sausages, game over, man. Get a little saltine crackers. Uh, I don't know. Did man. you heat up your Vienna sausages? 
I don't remember ever having those. You just pop the can, little tiny ones. Yep. No. Oh. Right there, one throat that sausage right down the gullet. So <laughs> they're not pills, bro. You don't have to swallow so, them. You can chew them. No, you don't chew Vienna sausages. <laughs> uh, and so I, I was in that mentality where you have to finish what's on your plate, and I think that came from a very different time. Like mm-hmm. I, I was raised by my grandparents. And so the whole mentality of finish what's on your plate, I think, came from there was just less <laughs> around. There wasn't as the, the abundance that we had in the 80s no, and 90s. That's how your grandparents were raised, though, is that, yeah. you know, to them, I mean, they probably went through the depression. Mm-hmm. And so what you ate might have been what you ate for that one meal. So you better finish it or you're not going to eat anything. Exactly. Yeah. And so um, and that's where a lot of the <laughs> you, you see, like the food issues go down from generation to generation where. Yeah. Uh, you have a you're, you you develop a complex to food, and it it goes down, and you see that within the cycle of families is that you'll see how if your grandparents went through the depression, and so they you know you would see now even when I was a kid before my grandparents all died, I still got one grandma, mm-hmm. she's still alive, so I can't really say, but I don't ever see her, so I can't really you know yeah she might be she might be dead to me right now I don't know, um, you're right that's a horrible thing to say. There's a uh, Brian's grandma. Don't if you're listening, please so, DM us. Let us know. I guarantee she's you're not good. listening. If she is, I'm surprised. <laughs> um, so they they went through, and you'd see them eat as much as they could quickly because that was kind of like how it worked. You know, it was like, oh, you got to do this. And then it went from, hey, we actually have now an abundance in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, but there's starving kids in Africa and Asia. So you better finish right. your your meals, or you know, there's starving kids all over the world. You should d- take advantage of what you got. Mm-hmm. And then that developed another complex. And then that complex was then put on our generation's parents. And it just keeps going down the line. And, I, you know, the, the, the craziest thing that I, that I see is that the younger boomer ages and like Gen X's, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they've kind of shifted to, and I say younger boomer, because there's older boomers that are just, <laughs> we know, it. like those yeah. are the boomer, you know, like you, you yeah. say, okay, a boomer. Okay. But the the younger boomers and the Gen Xers and the millennials like us that are having kids. Yep. We're, we're trying to take those complexes away from them. That's where, uh, if you're a good parent, you're taking your food complex and not putting it on your child. So they, they, they then themselves oh, dude, yeah. develop their own complex. To food. I mean, outside of just food, right? That that's everything. Yeah. The, I mean, I just, think in the generation that raised like our generation, there was like, Oh, I was hit as a kid. I'm good. And I see that a lot on like social media, like, Oh, it's called teaching respect, teaching manners, like hitting yeah. kids and stuff like that. And like, I've joked with my wife saying that like, our son is lucky that I don't believe in hitting ki- children because he deserves one right now. Like I would have been hit as a kid for that. But yeah, I'm not here to inflict the trauma that like I had as a kid. And uh, you and I have had discussions about this in the past, like kind of off the podcast. But the reason that I am so selective with who's in his life, like the reason I have not had a relationship with my mother since my son was born was because I don't want her inflicting any of the trauma and issues, you know, whatever it might be, whatever the word is, yeah, that she did to me onto my son. I, I refuse to give her the opportunity to damage him in the way that she damaged me as a yeah. kid. And I, I know this is kind of getting a little away from food. But, but it really think, isn't though. It's, no, it's, I mean, it's it goes, yeah. Everything's involved. And I mean, that's, that's why I wanted like that. My biggest motivation for losing weight and something that you and I have disagreed on because you have said I, I yourself needs to be the biggest reason for you to lose weight. For me, that's not the case. I am a secondary issue when it comes to like why I wanted to lose weight. I want to lose weight for my son, for my family, yeah. because I remember being raised by my grandpa and him. I was like 12 or 12, 13, 14 in that age range. He was bedridden. I didn't have a healthy example of, of what a like healthy adult was. He and before that, you know, he'd wake up in the morning and have a Budweiser or a Scotch, right? I didn't. I mean, that's just yeah. That's, yeah. That's, I know. I, I had yeah. family moves just like that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have those healthy, responsible role models, so I turned to food at a very young age because I felt comfort in that. I could control mm-hmm. what was going on. I could. I could. I if I was sad, have a pop tart. Right, like that's that's where that's kind of what it boiled down to. Yeah, and I don't want my son to see the same thing, but it's funny. I start to see like trends, I guess. Just like, and maybe it's like genetic. <laughs> I don't really know, but like, we'll finish a meal, and he'll come to me. He's like, "Need snack," 
I need a snack. I'm like, no, you, you, you just had dinner. Like, you you don't need a snack. You want a snack? I can I can appreciate that, but you, you don't yeah. need a snack. And so I, I, he's not at the age where I can say like, well, why do you feel like you need a snack? Right? He's not at the age where we can have that kind of discussion. But so now it's just me like, no, <laughs> which doesn't yeah. get go off on the on the right foot with him at all. That, that I mean, that could drive him to hide his pop tarts under his pillow like you used to. So it could, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I want to like, figure out how I, to I like... joke. I joke that, but like. I I know I know what you're saying there, and the the reason that we come from, and like, I appreciate what you're saying is that what you've done is for yourself and your family, and you know, for your family first, and then yourself. Yeah. Uh, but like, and my thinking when I hear you say that is that uh, you still have you're still putting a lot of eyes there, like I do, and so like I tried the you know I'm gonna lose weight so I can show my kids the best example that I could do. Right. Yeah. You know, this is pre- previously keto and all that stuff. Do a certain keto diet, and what took me and I posted this, this just on my two year ketoversary just three days ago is that, you know, I had somebody that was close to me. It's still mm-hmm. close to me that told me, Hey, uh, you're going to fail at this like two months into keto. I was going right. to fail because I always felt, I always felt. And I use that as fuel for the longest time for a few months. I use that as fuel. And it took me sure. to realize that, um, and I like, and you know, I've always been very like during my keto, like, during what I've done with keto, I've always made sure that my kids don't think that I think any other food is bad because I don't want oh, them to no, think yeah, food exactly. is bad at all. Right. And so that, that's the one thing is I've had people say, oh, well, you got to make sure because what does your kids think? And I'm like, they think whatever food they're eating is fine. Like that's, yes. I'm not going to, I don't put that on them. Um, it's just not fine for me right now. I'm not in that place where it's at. And the craziest thing is that I use that fuel to, to you, you use that. What that person said to me is to say, Hey, Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to use this as how it's going to go. And it took right. me a while until I realized, wait a second, I, I got to do this for me. And I knew that once I figured out that I had to do this for me, that then my kids would actually see an actual example of a healthy lifestyle and somebody that had a healthy relationship with food. And so it's kind of like a, a domino effect is that I knew that once I figured out myself mm-hmm. and I, I took myself first in regards to how I ate, then everything else would fall in line. Like I, I knew that it would be a good example for my kids. My kids sure. have no problem to say, you know, that my dad does keto or anything like that. Like we, we went to the, our, our swim party last weekend mm-hmm. and like my kids are openly talking to their friends that, Oh, my dad's done keto for two years. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, it just blows my mind because it's like, Oh, like <laughs> why is that a conversation? But then in the same point in time, those kids, parents that are like looking to lose weight all came up to me and said, Hey, you've been doing keto for two years. Yeah. I want to know more. And so I literally, I mean, literally all day long, discussed keto without me saying I was on keto. Cause I, I was literally like, I, I, I brought my own stuff to make sure that was there. Yep. I had a plan of action of what I was going to eat uh, because I knew what they were serving. And the host knew that I was on keto and he was, he made sure that he also had options. And I was like, that's kind of, that was kind of cool to see, nice. but yeah. Um, but I'm not in your, in your face. And so it's kind of like that thing is that, I mean, I, I was very on top of just myself first. And so from, that's from how you worded that, I guess we're saying the same things here. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's just mentally how I approached it is a, a little bit different. But the reason I wanted to lose weight, the reason I wanted to, uh, I mean, I, I, I don't think I've ever said this on this podcast before, but there was a time a few years ago where I was like, I had like suicidal thoughts. Like I never acted on it or anything, but I was in a very dark place. And it was because I didn't know how to control my emotions or even deal with them on, on a very high level. And, I don't ever want my son to fear his emotions. And I, I never want, I mean, if we have more children, I never want anyone to have to like not know how to navigate their emotions. And so one thing we've always done with Holden when he is upset or if we're, if he did a bad thing or whatever, and he's in trouble, like, you know, in timeout or whatever, I'll sit down with him. And, and like, after he's calmed down, I sit down with him like, Hey, do you, like, do you know why you had to go to timeout? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's like, I, maybe he doesn't, doesn't understand it, but I think it starts a precedent where when he will understand it, when, when yeah. he can have a, a larger conversation on it, there's already the foundation for it there. Yeah. You're, you're building and, self-reflection yeah. at a young age. Yeah. yeah. And I wanted to control myself in this situation. Like I wanted to be the best version of myself for my son, for my wife, you know, for, for our family. And so it, it is for me. Don't don't get me wrong. Like that is a component. I mean, I've I've joked about like the social media side of Instagram is vanity. a vanity, vanity project. Yeah, yeah. This 
podcast is just letting like I, I love to talk as probably anyone could know now all of this all of this podcast is, is a vehicle for me to chat with another keto bro of mine right <laughs> like just talk about I, keto stuff or like go 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 deeper into stuff like this but exactly because outside because we we've both discussed this that yeah. we've publicly said hey we created keto pages so we wouldn't inundate and get in front of people and bother them yeah. with our keto lifestyles and that's like like that was one of the things that I love about this podcast is that it helps me not be a keto dick, you know, like, yeah. like oh, that's not keto. Like, and I'm like, because I could, I, I, there's, there's people that are on keto. Like I see it on the yep. keto Facebook pages that are, they're just police all the time. I've it's joked toxic, with, bro. It's, it's not fun. And like, as a new person into it, I'm like, oh my God, like, how does anybody want to stay in this if that's all they're doing? <laughs> um, and so I, that was one of the things like this, this, it is a vanity product, but this, this podcast has provided us a, you know, if somebody's listening to it, it's because they want to do keto or they're, they're in keto and they want more information. They want to know the yeah. humor side of it. And so it is a, it is a conversational piece where you have an opportunity and I, I've, I'm you too. Like I, we've had people reach out to us and say, Hey, I've talked along with you guys while you guys are discussing something like i've <laughs> right yeah i've entered up with my own like i've I've interjected while you guys were talking just listening and it helps by not being that person who's like oh i'm on keto like you know like right they don't have to know that i mean i might walk around with a just add butters keto pot you know podcast phone i case, still don't but, have one yeah you just don't have the right phone bro um <laughs> but like that's it, it, it this avenue created uh a way of us to not be assholes in regards to how we have a conversation of keto oh, out absolutely. to the outside world, you know? I mean, I've, like I said, I have that blog post that gives you steps on how to start keto. And the first step is don't like, just don't, don't start. It's not the right mentality. Like don't just jump into keto just to do keto. Think about why you're doing it. And that, that this is exactly tied to this podcast. Like why do you want to lose weight? What is motivating you to do so? Whether it's for yourself, for your family, you just you bought a new pair of jeans that you just really want to fit in because like they're really cool, but you know, figure or out why. Kick -ass, or some kick-ass shorts. So you know, those words don't belong together. That's an oxymoron, bro. <laughs> I get a lot of compliments on my shorts, bro, especially at Walmart. So <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, the one place you can go to. Or what I've noticed, uh, Rudy's Barbecue for those in, in Texas or the surrounding like. Like I talked to a guy that used to like be a general manager for there because mm -hmm. every time I go there, you, you get complimented. It's like the best place to go. And it's usually about my tattoos. I think it's just an easy thing like the, to spot. This kid, he was like 17. He, he's like, oh, dude, I love your tattoos. I mean, like, oh, thanks so much, man. He's like, well, like where did you get them? And so I told him the shop name out here in Austin. He's like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a sleeve. I'm like, oh, do you have tattoos already? He's like, no. Oh, my Start small, bro. Start small. Just Start small. decide if you want tattoos after the small. <laughs> yeah, point. exactly. That's. I mean, that's the. That, I mean, that, that's exactly why I get why you say, don't start. Yeah. Um, because you have to figure out if this is what's for you, and we've discussed that multiple times in regards to how you do keto. Mm -hmm. Figure out what you want to do with keto and how you want to do keto before you actually start doing it. Because if you that, don't you can't action, figure you out. Can't, you can't figure out where you're going unless you know where you are. Yeah. And it's like, this is not like Iraqi freedom where let's, let's just shock and all this thing. Let's drop all the bombs that we can. Let's do drop all these keto bombs and just see if it works. Right. Yeah. Let's see if we can get the, the weapons of destruction, you know? Sure. doesn't work that way. Like this literally will help you. I mean, that will make you fail. And that's one of the, like, you know, as we discuss these independence and stuff like that, that's, that's a big one. Like I, it took me two or three months just to prepare for keto, Yeah. you know? And I was like, and I still wasn't ready for it when I started. I mean, I was ready, but I wasn't ready. Like I no, had no, a exactly, lot yeah. to learn as I went through this process. And I learned even more once I got into the Instagram side because the Instagram side was more of a, an educational one. It was more educating. It wasn't judgmental. It, is, it wasn't police. Yeah. Was I don't education. know if, if I'd still be on keto if I never started the Instagram page and like started following other keto pages, people on similar journeys. Uh, I've taken kind of a step back from it recently but i mean i still go through the page I, i'm still like inspired by everybody it's just i'm not i don't feel like i'm that interesting in keto right now i'm just kind of very back to basics doing what i need to do i think i'm gonna start omad again that's kind of what i've been thinking last oh man last little while i got some work trips coming up just want to look you know my my, my very best 
<laughs> Put on that uh, pandemic 10, 15. Well, I want to get that off. Again. See, I didn't have, I didn't have, I, I, I never gained 10 or 15 pounds. Like I lost during the pandemic. And I, you know, I've kept it off even because I'm still stuck at freaking home. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I know where, you know, where I didn't go towards food or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I went to like, like that's where I've gotten most. You know, I was down on myself when I was a large man. Uh, oh yeah. But like being by myself a lot at home as I work, it's it, like, and I'm a social interaction person, and so like same. That was that's one, and, that, and food was always something that you know was part of that. Like, hey, let's go grab some lunch. Let's grab a coffee. Let's do this. Let's do that. All of it was always surrounded by food, mm-hmm. and since that kind of piece has been taken away from me, that's where my mental and capabilities and my mentality has kind of like suffered because there's days that I'm just down. It doesn't get me away from keto and I don't cheat on keto or that's just, that's Vegas. That's what Vegas was for is cheating on keto. But like it, it took that. It's it's taken me a while to realize that. And that was one of the demons that I had to work through with like the, the mental monster that's inside you is that Mm -hmm. that fat person that you've always been, it's still there and won't go always away. Will, they don't, always will be. Yeah. You're not, I mean, it, um, no matter what kind of exorcist you get done, it doesn't go away. I've, mm-hmm. I've paid for four of them. All four of them failed. That fat guy's still back there. So, <laughs> and I'm looking at Padre Samuel and say, hey, bro, where's my money at? You said that this would work. Uh, literally, I didn't get an exorcist. So people, please don't believe that. Um, it truly is one of those things that you have to figure out that conversation with that person because that person's still a part of you. Yeah, I, I don't know if you've ever watched the movie Identity with uh, John Cusack. No, and he has like multiple personalities, and like all these personalities are meeting together at this like hotel in the middle of nowhere, and people just start dying off, and it, the personalities are inside of this other guy's the like the, the the crazy person's head, and so that's one thing is that instead of working together with your 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 former fat self and that fat person's like oh you go go get your donut. Like right. have those conversations and you know, you have to create your independence from that person as well, because yeah, if free. you haven't separated yourself from that person and you can't have a, com- a conversation with yourself with that person. I mean, don't let that person like, don't let them control. Yeah, you. I mean, like embrace that person, right? Like that person is a result, a direct result of your you're environment. Un- you're selfish. Yeah. Yeah. Your selfish eating habits. That I mean that, but like also like acknowledge yeah. what brought you to that, that situation. Like I said, I kind of pieced together today. I slowly formed my unhealthy eating habits mm-hmm. when I was much more active. You drop the activity and now I just have unhealthy eating habits, right? Like that's all it, yeah. that's all it was, right? Before and you so, masked them, you masked those uh, habits before. You masked them with activity. And exactly, then, yeah. Yeah. Something that you and do so, will change and then it'll, yeah. There goes the weight. As Michael what's his name? Matthew McConaughey is like we up there in the scat, you know? That's George Bush doing Matthew McConaughey. So I apologize. <laughs> got very texas uh but i mean yeah, you, you learn these things and so acknowledge that right you have learned unhealthy behaviors you have learned how to survive maybe in an unhealthy way maybe in a way that's not sustainable maybe in a way that ultimately is damaging but that person still has learned something and so i, I think it's important to understand where that person's coming from and and this is a, a big point on this episode i want to make Weight loss is almost more of a mental journey than it is a physical journey. Yeah. Sure, you're, you're going to see the weight come off. People are going to say things. You're going to fit into clothes that you haven't before. You're going to feel better. All that will help on that mental journey. But you do need to come to terms with your demons. That mm-hmm. inner fat person, that unhealthy person. I don't even want to call them a fat person, right? Because they're just they're they're just unhealthy. They're just unhealthy. Yeah. They're sick, right? Whether you know, any number of different ways that they are sick, but like that person is sick. And so how do you help them? How, how does, how do you keep that as a part of yourself? Because it always will be. And, but free yourself from living in like where they're, where that person's comfortable. Because if you, if you're comfortable, you're not growing, you're not learning, you're not, you're not Mm -hmm. becoming who you really are. You're just stagnating. That's true. I mean, you're not going to learn anything or growing anything in this lifestyle or any lifestyle that you choose to go through without learning. Right. Uh, and it takes an inner journey. Like if you've gone through anybody that's gone through school from either the high school or college, as you're going through this journey, you have those questions. Is this what I want to do with my life? Is this, is, right. am I going down the correct path? Am I doing the correct things? If, is this where I want to be 30 years from now? And that that's a conversation that you have to have with that person. You know, I, 
you say don't call him fat. I have like my I, I call him Fat Brian because that's you know because I, mean, I, 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 I but it's but yeah. I know exactly where you're coming from because that, that it has a negative connotation to fat. Uh, and like the the individual themselves, like I all have those conversations where that person, you know, Fat Brian. Mm-hmm. Uh, has that type of body dysmorphia where he'll like he'll pop up in a mirror where I think I'm 330 pounds ago, and I'm Dude, like, I, it, I, the, like I'm, I still hey, struggle. I still struggle like, like looking in the mirror. What kind and... of Chris Angel mind trick is this shit? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like back up, brother. This is, this <laughs> is not going to happen. And that that's the one thing is that you have to like. It's it's the mind fuck, and it's like one of those things yeah, you have to find your your independence from that person. While then still relying on the dependence of yourself, because you you have to create those habits that push that person away, but still in a respectful manner understand where they're coming from, because that person was somebody of your past that's still there. They're not going to go away, Mm-mm. no matter how hard you work, how hard you try. That person's always going to be there. They they are you. In fact, they are a part 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 of you. They are something that was developed out of uh, habitual things that you went through, right? Uh, or how you were raised, your environment, and it's better to respect it and to understand it than to reject like it's not even there because if you reject it so often all of a sudden once you're at lowest point and you hit you know rock bottom for something else other than your weight loss yeah that person pops back up and they're like hey hey there's some cake here yeah remember me i can make you feel okay for five minutes right like like, i'll give you what you want temporarily and then a few, you know, an hour or so later, you're gonna feel horrible about yourself. But you're right back in that, that dark spot. Temporary, and that's, I mean, that's if you if you talk to an alcoholic or you talk to a, dry, a recovering person, you know, a recovering right. person, they'll tell you that person talks to them all day long, all day, like, all day long. Yeah. And it's the same thing because if you've gotten to the point where you're, you know, there's people that are like, oh, I need to lose 20 pounds. I need to do keto for a month and I'm gonna lose 20 pounds because I need to lose this 20 pounds. Right. And those aren't people that are necessarily having that issue. They just even lose 20 pounds. But there's the, the person that's inside of you that you, you need to lose 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100, 200, 300 pounds. And you've created a different person because that fat person, that unhealthy person has now taken in control of you. And you have right. to be able to figure out how to get released from that. And if you, if you bury it, it's just like me. I, pr- I created a reward system. I created that reward system and I awarded myself with food and all that stuff after mm-hmm. I hit a goal. I was like, oh, I can let that person back out. And it's just because it, that's just where you have to do. You have to change your habits and create that new person and be able to develop a healthy relationship with that individual uh, of who you used to be. I mean, not not to sound cliche or just, you know, the the whole weight loss bucket of terms here, buzzwords, but it, it does need to be a lifestyle change. You mm-hmm. are breaking up, breaking free, gaining your independence from that unhealthy person. It you know, I like to think of it as like a you know, caterpillar turning into butterfly, right? You gotta you go know, I into just watched your... the uh, I just watched the Wildcrats about that, bro. The what? So on PB Wildcrats, you ever watch a PBS? Your no. your son would love it. My son. Uh, would love we it. don't have cable, so you know. It's a PBS show, bro. You can download the. You, it's a smart smart app too. So it's not on just regular that, television, that but Wildcrats. Different. We'll look it up. Wildcrats. Zaboomafoo. Wild Remember cats. that? I don't know. That that, that, bro. You don't know. You don't. You, right, you're gonna come at me about this show, but you don't know Zabumafu. That was like top tier PBS. It was a lemur. Who was? I mean, I, I PBS when I was a kid was Sesame Street. That's all it was, and old people shows. Like and I said, I, dude. You're, after I stopped, you're 36, Street, which is almost 40, which is almost 50. You're damn near 100. I, I mean, I was raised with Cookie Monster, bro. You know. I'm sorry. That's just what I was. I'm now Monster, he's Veggie bro. Monster. Oh, it's BS. So more <laughs> vegetables. Uh, anyways, I, I totally lost my train of thought here. But in, yeah, like no, like, like I was saying, the lifestyle change. It, yeah, it, it does need to be a lifestyle you, change. You were talking about a metamorphosis of a caterpillar to a butterfly. Yeah, so. that's it. And so turn turn like go be your best self. It's not it's not going to be easy. You're gonna have you're gonna have low days. You're gonna have that person, unhealthy. You know, fill in your name here. Uh, will always be there telling you that, hey, it's okay to have a piece of cake. It's okay yeah. to have two pieces of cake. And I mean, it, certain, circum, certain circumstances, excuse me, it could be. Yeah. Life is very long to never have cake again. <laughs> but you, you need to build that foundation and let your primary drive be health, right? Yeah. And the relationship, because you and I discussed this on a, like 
in-depthly in regards to like getting away from keto or like, you know, rewarding yourself or, you know, Absolutely. indulging, having cheat days, treat days, whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and I, like, I, I still don't have anything that's like, if you're like, I listen to keto snacks, like he once a week would reward himself when he was early on in his journey right? Uh, and have cheat days or treat days or cheat meals or whatever. And he's got to the point where it, it's a different thing. Like it's a different respect for those cheat days and cheat deals. There's not like a implemented one per week or one per oh, month. Oh no. And I, I don't think that should be the case. And that's ever. the, yeah, and that's what I know that I know that's something that what you, what you would say, but um, you have to come into those cheat days and treat days and cheat meals in a different mentality is that you mm-hmm. enjoy that food. You respect that food, but that food doesn't own you anymore because that's the one thing is that, you are owned by that food, by habits that you created because your mm-hmm. body craved it. It's just like getting a caffeine addiction or becoming an alcoholic or becoming a drug addict. Once you put that stuff, it becomes a habit and your body creates a need for it and it wants it and wants it and wants it. So you have to come into like, oh, you know, I'm going to have a piece of cake, but I'm not going to let this piece of cake derail me for a, a whole freaking month or a whole freaking week. Because then you then you're like, oh, you'll post a funny meme. I got a six month entanglement with carbs, you know, I'm I'm gaining 40 pounds. And I'm like, you haven't changed that. You haven't created your independence and you haven't created something else. You haven't, you You, you haven't uh, realistically, you've changed one addiction for another, right? Yeah. The the temporary weight loss that you'll see with keto. And that's why like the, well, some of the biggest criticism of it is it's a weight loss diet. Mm -hmm. That's why like the, like you and I have both tried Noom before and it didn't work. So, I never, I never tried Noom. Oh, well, the, the concept similar programs. Of it, yeah, but if the concept of like similar programs to what you went through, right? Uh, the concept of it is with different and like it's different environments. There's different that like Weight Watchers has that reward system. If you do this and you earn this many points, you can have this. Well, there's and, like from what I remember, they changed like, all it about, now. Like, um, like accountability. Like you had a coach that would text you every day. It's like the thing is, I can lie to you. <laughs> right, I mean, like, like, what do I care? Literally, when I did Weight Watchers, and I mean, this is a, over a decade ago. This is before yeah. I was married. This is before I had kids. When I did Weight Watchers, they gave you a, a book to write in. You didn't have an app. You didn't have a website. You had a book that How told old you. And are you? Jeez, thirty six, bro. This, I mean, it's just Weight Watchers is more. Back in recently. my day, we had a pen and paper. I mean, that's what it was. It was like you wrote down and stuff like that. But like your your Future's coaching now, was a once man. a week or a once a day thing, or it was like right. once a month. Your coach like, oh, what you doing? Um, and I remember because I had my, I you know, I was like, oh, during the week, I'd be like, oh, I'm gonna have a, a smoothie. That's you know, that's a point. This is it. I had this many points, mm-hmm. but you could save your points, and it's not like that now. But you could save your points and then have them at the end of the week. And so I knew that I was gonna get drunk. And I was going to get chicken nuggets and I was going to get a hamburger or any like, or, you know, get like some sh- trash meal at Taco Bell. That's amazing. And I would save my points for that. And all the, all the, uh, all the, uh, the, um, the momentum that I had during the week would just be crashed. I was Gone. like that test, those test dummies in the nineties that were in the cars, like, and then it's done. I hit the wall right at the weekend and I have to restart. Mm-hmm. And so it just, until you develop the habits and you see how you create the better habits and you become uh, addicted to the habits where you're mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, this is what I need. This is how I need to do it because you can then still enjoy life. You can still, I, I, I'll come off my high horse and say, you can put gasoline in a diesel engine. Don't do that in your actual car, but you can do that occasionally while you're going through your healthy lifestyles so that to show that you have a respect and a, a healthier relationship with food now than yeah. you had previously when you were eating like an asshole. Absolutely. Talk about before you before you cross that Delaware River with George Dub. You know what I mean? Before that happened. I never heard of like George Washington called George Dub before. George Dub, bro. Yeah, I've called. There's George Dub. I just pictured George W. Bush George, <laughs> going across. Like, George H. Dub Bush, and then there's George W. It's w. What's the H stand for? I don't know, man. I, I I could probably look it up, but probably Houston. They're very Texas. He was, I mean, he wasn't even from Houston. He just moved to Houston or moved to Texas. So it's like Herbert, probably Herbert. I don't know. He was a good president though. George H.W. Before my Uh, time. I don't know. Way before your time. So I will, I will tell you this funny story um, about George W. H.W. I went to a Houston Texans game against my, my hapless Browns at the time. And uh, uh, I've been to a few games where the, the president has done a a coin toss and Texas loves them some George H.W. I loved it. Yeah. I'd never heard. I mean, the Texans scored a lot of points that day. It was more loud when HW was introduced 
on a golf cart than it was when they scored. So it was, you know, it was one of those things. So he was, you know, people liked him. People liked yeah. him. Texans liked him. I'll say Texans liked him. Sure. I mean, Texas is just. We're our own. It's like, a weird spot. It's a weird spot. It's like a, it's our own religion, man. Texan is a religion. It kind of is. It, just it like, really just is. like keto, just like keto is its own religion. <laughs> it's getting to be that man. Honestly. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll put this in the, uh, in the trailer too, but I know Brian and I are both very interested in hearing what our listeners, like what, what freedom they've gained. Yeah. From losing weight. I mean, for me, like I said, I can keep up with my son. I can, you know, starting at the gym. Uh, like I said, I I do like two arm days every week because those are glory muscles, right? You want to get those. Uh, but I have like results now and it's great. It's fantastic. Yeah. I just stare at my arms all day. That's all I do. I don't even work anymore. I just stare at my arms. I hope it pays one day. <laughs> I mean, I wear, I wear tank tops and all my dress clothes that I'm getting to go back into the office. I've cut the sleeves off. I Good, got, yeah. I got them hemmed up. I'm going to wear a tie and all that stuff, but I'm, I mean, I'm literally going to go out there with some crispy, cold and tan arms that are muscular. And, and this is how I'm going to be now. That's yeah. just how I'm going to be. That's, I'm going to have to trim out. My life though. should be. No, don't do it. I have to though. Like, just trim it into is... a bicep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's enough hair of it to, to actually do it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But no, what Steven says, like, we're both we're both very interested into seeing how in depth you go, how deep you go, and tell us yeah. where your where your freedoms were from. I I I, I want to know nitty gritty. I want to know the dirty details of what you were what you experienced and stuff that you you know you don't normally want to share with anybody. And, and then we're not going to share it with anybody else. Uh, you know, we're not. I mean, we will black your name out when we you know, post the. Uh, you know the little responses, but I'll, I'll just be sure to tag you. That, that, yeah, that'd be good. You know, right? just just, just randomly kidding. tag you. To if if you'd like to keep keep it anonymous, it it'll stay anonymous. Be like be like Stephen, like when he got away, got away from meth, I'll I'll tag somebody else into it, and so you'll be known as a meth person. You know, yeah, and then yeah. you can say, hey, I got away from that. <clears throat> but no, we want to know the darkness that we went through because him and I went through darkness. He, I mean, mm-hmm. he just mentioned it earlier, going through uh, a lot of mental. <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> He's getting a lot of mental health issue. Sorry, like um, I need a I need a crispy cold one right now because it's, like, <laughs> uh, it's past noon. But like we want to know the darkness side of it. Like there's yeah. there's and the, but the reason we want to know the dark that you went through is to see where the light is now for you, uh, and that's part of your independence journey in this lifestyle and in your diet and whatever you're doing in life, however you're handling it. We want to know what darkness you came from. And what yeah. light you found to put you put yourself in that that situation of positivity and creating better habits. Absolutely. Well, thanks, y'all. This has been episode thirty-two. Yeah. Of just add butter. Wow. 